Freeman. What's up, Luis? Yeah, what's up, man? Nice to have you on the podcast. Thanks for making time for it. I appreciate you having <coughs> me, um, Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the UNG Odyssey podcast. Today, my guest is local DFW comic, and you can also see him throughout the U.S., but he travel out, right? Yeah. Luis Juarez. Hey, hey. Right now, he is... Are you opening, featuring, or... I'm uh, featuring uh, for Hyenas. And, uh, I'm featured at Hyenas, the improvs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do some of these other clubs, like the Looney Bands and stuff like that. Yeah. Austin, opening over there still, trying to come up, you know. Yeah. <coughs> Got dreams of headlining. Yeah, Hopefully well, right now you're, you're featuring for Nick Gare, right? Yeah, this weekend. Cool. Uh, and two shows tonight, actually. Eight and ten. Now, when you, when you do those, it's all, is it usually two shows? Yeah, right? uh, except for Thursday. Thursday's normally just one show, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Friday, two shows. Saturday, two show, And uh, occasionally a Sunday show. Yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's, fucking, that's fucking awesome, though, man. I mean, I'm barely... Yeah, I'm still hitting up the open mics and trying to get to that feature spot one day. Actually, yeah. I want to be MC first. Uh, I don't know what comes first, featuring or MC. Yeah, MC. Uh, oh, in Dallas, or I guess more, it's more of an American thing. I think in other places, MC mm-hmm. is like the most important part. So I think you start off as a feature. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say somebody was telling me that recently. That's what they do over there, uh, because uh, the host has to go out and set the tone, you know. Mm-hmm. And they gotta make sure that uh, somebody that's kind of seasoned and has some jokes that you know, because if you have a bad host, the show tends to go kind of bad from the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if you're gonna be opening up, you're gonna want to open it up with some fire material. And uh, usually, I think in Dallas, the hosts tend to be, especially through hyenas, they they put some really funny people. I mean, I started out through hyenas, and yeah, like even Nick, I think started through hyenas. And uh, he's headlining now. Yeah, so. he told me about that. Yeah. Uh, 13 years ago, man. He, he started off in Hyenas. Yeah, yeah. He was um, something about that. Yeah, he told me that, like, it really changed. Like, before they used to, like, <coughs> it was more, uh, more, like, not aggressive, but more, you know, busting each other's balls and whatnot. I guess more straightforward and more of a, more like a, a brother's type of, of, of scenario like the hood of the, the, the comedy scene part yeah. it's a lot smaller for sure I yeah I heard it's imagine. pretty huge now uh, also he started before social media I would assume what's that if he's 13. doing like 13, 14 yeah it's like the MySpace era really it's probably he went into the MySpace like uh, so what's that 2005, 2006 when he started mm-hmm. and MySpace was like 04, 05 <clears> right? yeah and, and slowly Facebook was starting off as college yeah. college people uh, we're doing it, um, but um, how long have you been doing comedy? Um, 2013. Going on seven years. Seven years. It'll be seven years in April. On April 27th, first time I did an open mic. I uh, I went up on vacation. Do you ever go to Fiesta in San Antonio? You ever heard of that? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, like the the River Walk. The River Walk mm-hmm. and all that. Or every year in San Antonio they have like. Uh, like this big old citywide party or something. Pretty much, it's like where all the Mexicans go. <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah, to hang out from like everywhere, you know. <laughs> they all go and get drunk. I they remember go, that. That's all it is. It's a fucking drink all all weekend type party I atmosphere. Think, I think I went back in like two thousand. 
Somewhere between 2007 and 2009, I went down there with a group of friends that I had just made uh-huh. because I had just moved to, to Texas. Um, actually, it was earlier, like 2006. I had just moved to Texas from Iowa. Oh, and okay. they were the first group of friends that I met besides my cousins. Uh-huh. And they liked to go and do trip uh, trips. So we went <clears throat> yeah. down to San Antonio for the, the Fiesta thing. And yeah. I, didn't, I had no idea what it was. And, and one of my friends brought like uh, homemade wine. Oh, and we got we started drinking like around twelve, and <laughs> I remember that whole yeah, day yeah. really. We got so wasted. I don't remember what we did. I just remember we were walking in and I was sipping out of this that's, cup. That's, that's pretty much all you do the whole time. You literally get you drink on the drive down, mm-hmm. and you don't stop until you get back home. Pretty much. Yeah, very very dangerous. <laughs> very bad. <laughs> drink uh, on the way down. Just stupid. Uh, it's something uh, I would do definitely when I was in my early 20s mm-hmm. uh, we used to go every year but one year uh, I always wanted to do stand up and uh, on a Saturday day there's a it's called the River Center Comedy Club I don't think it's there anymore mm-hmm. they had a Saturday open mic and uh, I had already been writing for like a year like I was like man I'm gonna like before I even did stand up I was like trying to write jokes and ideas which and I was like, well, when I have it ready, I'm going to go up. And <clears throat> I wish I would have just went up, you know, because everything I thought I wrote before, I thought it was good. And then I was like, ah, I should have just got up. And that's all I needed to do. And uh, I sucked pretty bad. And yeah. The first time, yeah, of course. You know, there are not too many people who who go up their first time and do really well. Yeah. And I've noticed, like, the, <clears throat> the people who do go up there their first time and do really well, they kind of get that thrill and it kind of lasts maybe a couple of weeks, uh-huh. but then after that, like oh yeah, eventually it kind of it's yeah it slows down because these jokes that they've thought of they've they've been thinking of them for a while like yeah. maybe almost even up to a couple of years where like yeah I've had this exactly. and I know this <clears throat> and they kill it yeah yeah they kill it but then it's like okay well now it's time to come up with some newer stuff and mm-hmm. like oh shit. What are they going to do? Take a whole year off to, to come up with new stuff? Yeah, and also, too, what you think is funny is really not that funny, you mm-hmm. know? Or the better you become as a comic, the more you start realizing, oh, that's, that was not that good. Or anybody yeah. could have wrote that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to become more unique in your writing the, the more you do it. Uh, the second time I went up, I did okay. Mm-hmm. Because after I just got that first taste... I was just like, oh man, this is this is it. This is what I want to do. I just I wanted to go back up at the open mic, even though I wasn't doing well. Mm-hmm. I still wanted to go back up and do <laughs> keep know, going. Yeah, and they're like, that's not how it works. <laughs> You're like, can I go? Can I go again? Go again? Yeah, 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 round two. Pretty much. I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I watched stand up and stuff, and I'd always mm-hmm. wanted to do it. Uh, I, lo- I mean, I loved comedy, of course. And that following Wednesday, I went to Hyenas, mm-hmm. Hyenas Dallas, and. Uh, I showed up, and it just happened to be, you know how sometimes they do the open mic after a show? Mm-hmm. So it starts, like, late, like, at 10.30? Yeah. So I looked online, and it said that uh, the open mic started, like, sign-up started up, like, at 7 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I got there at 7, and it turns out they had a show, so I was able to get at the top of the list because I was, like, one of the first people there. Yeah. <clears throat> Came back, open mic started around 10.30, and I was one of the, like, in the top first block that got to go up. And uh, there was a crowd left over from the from mm-hmm. the, the show, and I actually got laughs. Like, yeah, some of those jokes that I do now, some of them I kind of still do. Or of course, they've all shaped up to better. <laughs> they've all shaped up to better, mm-hmm. you know, better material. But yeah. that first time, 
what I considered my real first time was at Hyenas, uh, where I felt good and I was way more motivated. But then I did like a couple more and it didn't go well. And then I realized that it, it's not like that every week where mm-hmm. I can just show up and go up first block and not start going up late. Started going up late, kind of got discouraged. It wasn't really making too many friends or really trying to. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't know how things worked and I took off like seven or eight months and I didn't really do it again up until January of the following year. And since then I've just been doing it as much as I can. Oh, so you, 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 uh, you, you kind of like got into that spot where like, um, <coughs> nobody wants, you know, do people even want me here type of thing or, or yeah, like, I think there's a lot of that me. vibe in the <coughs> beginning, especially, uh, because you're like, am I funny? Am I not funny? Am I, you know, am I even doing this right or what, you know? And, uh, when I was able to get on stage, it, it made me a better writer after that because I've always kind of just tried to focus on my writing. I'm like, I have an idea what's funny. And then in that time I was off, those six, seven months that I didn't get up, I was writing the entire time. But now this time that was different from the first time was that I had actually went up and, you know, I found myself practicing mm-hmm. to myself. And uh, when I started going up again, I, was, I wasn't so much better, but I felt like I had a better understanding of how it worked. Yeah. And, uh, been just trying to get up since you know, you know oh, my phone is off I'm sorry you know that's one thing I haven't really gotten uh, away I mean got into the um, <clears throat> the aspect of like practicing to myself like in a mirror like I've, I've done you know I've, I, I'm able to sit down and write and I'm able to I record all my sets and you know I yeah. go over it and I see I, I'll take out what people what people got laughs out of and I try to cut the bullshit but like just sitting there and like talking to myself in the mirror I just haven't <clears throat> yeah, focus my mind into doing that one yet. I it feel, uh, of course, I feel silly. I'm pretty sure it's gonna take a little while to get used to doing that. But like, yeah, I, I would. I don't necessarily do that. Like where I'm just like I've watching myself that. and doing that. I I don't really do that. Everything just beats around in my head the yeah. entire time. I'm like think of the idea and then like in my head I keep repeating it. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much eventually I'll write it down when mm-hmm. I think it's ready to be something I want to work on. Yeah. So I've kicked around ideas for years, for years now, and then I'm barely starting to do now. Like, you know? Yeah. I think uh, the more I progress as a comedian, the easier it's become for me to do certain type of bits. You know? and, and, and when you're first starting out, I think the easiest thing to do is try to do like one-liner jokes and stuff because you're not really talking about yourself just yet. And the longer you, you do it, the, the easier it is to start talking about yourself. And yeah. I think... I think I, that's where I tend to be. Uh, I'm not really a one-liner type of person. Like I'm not really that into one-liner jokes. I'll start off with one-liner just because I, you know, I know that rule. You want to try to make them laugh within the first fifteen seconds, type of rule. Uh-huh. I think. Uh, but I, I'm very comfortable talking about myself, about like situations I've been in, and um, you know, stuff kind of like that. I, I guess yeah. you know I'm more of a storyteller type of comic because um, I, I I find myself in silly situations all the time <clears throat> so that's but you you still look at everything as jokes right like you still look at everything like it's got to be funny yeah even if it is just a story mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, I still look at it and be like okay this is what happened I'll, I'll, and <clears throat> where in that can I input uh, a joke because it's just a like can like a little spot can, can be introduced to where it's hilarious. Uh-huh. So 
So, I mean, I mean, I'm still very young, so it's, it's like, I'm still trying to figure out what... How long have you been doing it? Two years. Two years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you should definitely start being able to at least get an idea of kind of where you're going with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even me, like, I'm only six years in, and uh, you hear... I, I was talking to Nick last night, actually. He said it takes about 15 years before you really even give your sense a chance to make it, technically, like, make it or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I'm still just always uh, looking at it like I'm growing, no matter what I do. Everything is a, a learning experience, and that's how it always should be. Even I think even if you're doing it 30, 40 years, you should still be looking at it like a, like a growing experience, yeah, you know? Um, I mean, I hear a lot of comics who do that, who've been doing it for that long, and they're like, you know, I got this special coming out, like, but every every time I come up with the special, it needs to be better than the last special because exactly. I should I should be growing as a comic. <clears throat> so I totally understand that, and I and I see how you know they don't want their special to not be as good as the previous ones, and that just means that they yeah. weren't trying hard enough. <laughs> or just once you become content, I think that's when you kind of stop being uh, as funny. Mm. No, that, that totally yeah. makes sense. But I don't see that happening to me anytime soon because I mean I'm not really technically <laughs> nobody. I mean I'm starting to come up, getting work, regular work. Uh, do you have a day job? Uh, yeah, I deliver food. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do DoorDash. Oh, okay. So that that so that job that supplement income pretty that, much that that allows you to uh, <coughs> to like to travel m- whenever exactly. you want. Exactly. Well, I barely started doing that like. I would say the last year and a half where I started doing comedy more full-time, like where mm-hmm. that's paying most of my bills. Yeah. And then, of course, I got supplement income and, like, DoorDash. I started doing, like, Lyft, Uber, uh, stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I deliver food for Panera Bread a couple of days out of the week. And any little book I can have to – what I'm paying for at this point is the, the, the flexibility so I can go do shows so I don't have to turn shows down, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing I want to do. Yeah, because <clears> – <throat> Because you don't want to have that job where, like, you're like, oh, well, I have to be there. I can't make yeah, it. Yeah, you know. I get in trouble with my job, and you rely on asking for days off, and it's just like, yeah, exactly. So, At but that's good, though. Yeah, that's good that you're able to find a, a job to where you just have that income to pay for whatever you need, but, like, the comedy is not costing yeah. you money. Because right now, doing comedy, uh, for me, is costing me money because, you yeah. know, I go gas, mm-hmm. uh, buying stuff, you know, because I want to buy a drink here and there, so I can tip the waitress, tip the bartenders, Um, also, yeah, supporting other comics, going to other venues, watching other comics, their shows, Um, because, you know, I want to, I want to see my friends do good, and I also know that, um, you know, they're my comic friends, so if they're like, hey, you know, come, I'm having a show coming, the more people that come, the better, but why wouldn't I, if I have the opportunity to go? Yeah, it's good to have a support system, because, uh, especially people that have been doing it as long as you have, mm-hmm. and there's comics that uh, I started out with, that we all started around the same time, they're all, like, starting to get a little bit of success, and it's, it's kind of happy to know that, you're like, yeah, I remember when we were Yeah, doing, right. You know, so it, it's a nice feeling. I don't ever understand why people will, like hate on other people if mm-hmm. they got an opportunity or whatever because this is when you break it down in the end it's just you you know what I mean like it's not the scene it's you you know mm-hmm. so if you do well I'm happy for you you know what I mean I can't wish wish, wish wrong on any, anything like that it's just, it's just it, I don't see the point in having negative yeah negativity like that in your in your yeah. thought process like oh that guy should just 
I got it. Yeah, unless somebody's a fucking will. dick or something. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like personally because there are some of those for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a few of them. Yeah, not, people that go out of their way to make either you know fuck with your stuff, mm-hmm. then I don't have no love for those people. But for the most part, the people I do work with and that I do consider close friends in comedy, I support them. Wish well for them, yeah, and even just other people that are out there working and grinding. I don't necessarily. Even though per, on a personal level, I still like seeing, you know, seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if they're from the scene, because that's how you represent the real scene. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. the Dallas comics out there in New York, just killing it. Well, that he's represent representing the scene, you know, or in L.A. or wherever he goes, Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> as as far as here go, like goes with the, you know. I wouldn't. I guess I would say not really my generation, but the people who I've known to see um, start with me. Because from what the way I feel, <clears throat> or I've been told that it's like almost like every three years, you get a new group. So yeah, I, I've I've heard that like we're we were the latest here, and we're we're all like getting to our two three years, and we're now noticing uh, the newer comics that are coming in. That okay, you're starting to see new comics. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm yeah. also seeing some of the comics fall off the board. Yeah, and um, and I've seen the the other comics like who've been who are like almost two to three years ahead of me. They're all starting to like get out. Like uh, mm-hmm. you asked me a minute ago, like who I've had on the podcast. You know, it's like John Brown. He's oh, been okay, on yeah. here. Yeah, he's been on, and he's a feature as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he uh, he's one of them the comics that like when I first started, he was still like he was not too new, but he'd been doing it for a while. Um. Tony Castillas. Oh, yeah, Tony. Tony just became a feature for Hyenas. <clears throat> yeah, he actually did a guest spot last night on the show, both yeah. shows. Yeah, he's doing, like, uh, Just for Last or something, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> an audition. So he was out there practicing some material. Yeah, Tony's a good comic. Yeah, he's comic. hilarious. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, Matt McLeon. He's starting to uh, yeah. get more out there. He's been on a lot of uh, road trips. Well, he's been on a road trip with Butch before, and, like, they've gone out and done shows. Uh-huh. Um so he's, you know, he's also on his way up. <clears throat> of course, I, I, Nick Garrow is probably one of the most veterans ones that I've had on. Yeah, uh, and we talked a lot. And Nick just had so much stuff. Yeah. He is super smart, man. Yeah, that yeah. guy's real smart. Uh, this other guy, his name is... Um, oh, shit. No, I can't think of his name. Fuck, man. Colin Williams. I don't know if you heard of Colin Williams. <coughs> uh, he, he does a lot of TED Talk type of comedy. Um, he has like this uh, special that he's been working on called um, Suicide Note, uh-huh. and he's just talking about his his comedy mixed with his life, and it's really, it's really dark. Um, I don't think he has it on anything yet. He's a local guy. <clears throat> no, he's actually from Seattle. He's from Seattle. Yeah, he's been doing comedy for thirteen years as well. Oh, okay. So and uh, so yeah. he's uh, he right now he's traveling throughout the U.S. to spread his. To talk about his his special, the comedy note. Oh, okay. Um, but he actually has two different um, specials. He has one where he uh, is just more comedy, and then he has the one where it's called mm-hmm. Suicide Note, which is a little darker. It's like apparently it's really dark. Oh, really? <coughs> yeah. When he oh, has yeah. it, um, when he has, um, he's gonna let me know when he has it finalized and he has an actual special for it to yeah. come out. So that's gonna be that's gonna be good. Um, I just see little clips of him on his when I follow him on his Instagram and whatnot. So, oh, yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, uh, 
Something different. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> um, Tony's going to be on here pretty soon, though. Tony Casillas. Him and uh, um, Parker Slavin. Oh, yeah, Parker. Yeah, because they started a podcast together. Yeah. So, oh, okay, yeah. So I'm going to have both of them on. We're going to talk about that. and then. Yeah, Parker, I think, kind of started when I started, maybe. I know he was hosting Hyenas for a good little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parker's real funny, too. Yeah, he both is. Both of those guys are good. There's a lot of funny people in Dallas, man. A lot of really funny people. Yeah. You know? A lot of them, man. A lot of them. Yeah, I don't so even know how many comics there are. <coughs> I, I want to have, um, uh, what's his face? <laughs> the guy who puts the talent together for Hyenas. Um, Perio? Yeah, Ryan Perio. The guy that, uh, yeah, he books the hosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to have Perio on sooner or later. <clears throat> yeah, Perry, uh, he's been doing a good while too, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think nine years from what I really? heard. Maybe yeah. a little bit longer. Because I know Nick said that him and Perry kind of started off almost close together. Oh, really? So maybe nine Yeah, at least ten. over 10, probably for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> That'll be fun if I can get if I can yeah. ever get him on here. Because <laughs> yeah, when I started hosting, I started hosting for Hyenas back in. 2015. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first hosting gig I ever did was uh, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. You what? Ever, you know, you remember the Mayweather Pacquiao fight? Yeah. That weekend, uh, the first weekend I ever got to host, which sucked because I really wanted to watch that fight. <laughs> it was very bittersweet, but uh, yeah. I got to do my first weekend at Hyenas. It was that weekend. Mm-hmm. at the one in Dallas. And then, uh, yeah, I've been working with him since. Man. The last year... A year and a half I've been featuring. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, it is cool, man. Um, and he, um, I know you've been like to places to do comedy with uh, se- several different shows, like even higher, way way higher up comedy. You told me before you did comedy with um, the Hispanic guy. He was on uh, um, Born in East LA. Oh yeah, Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah, man, that's the he's a good dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, I work with him. It was all Texas stuff. We did the Houston Improv, the Addison. Uh-huh. We were just at Addison a couple of months ago in Arlington. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way I even got that was uh, I was doing the FCIT. You know, did you do that? The funniest comic in Texas competition. No, no. I, I've I've seen it once, and I think the one time I saw it, uh, Wes Corwin won it. Yeah, Wes. Yeah, Wes won last year. They usually started around this time. I don't know if they're doing it. Yeah, I haven't seen a flyer for it or anything uh, like that on Facebook this time. So Yeah, I did it, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to the semifinals. And it was right before they were about to announce the finals. And, like, I was in the semifinals. And the manager comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, I think you would be a good, uh, good, uh, good pick for to host or to open for uh, Paul Rodriguez. He's coming next month or whatever. <laughs> and I took that as, like, okay, I'm probably going to lose. But I'm getting some work out of it, you know, at the yeah. improv. So I ended up being able, I didn't, I didn't uh, advance in the competition, but I did end up getting that weekend and I got to feature for Paul Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they were the first club to feature me too, because Hyenas hadn't featured me to that point. And I got to feature for him. And then it was a really fun weekend. Me and him actually went to the casino because it was his birthday. Yeah. And we went to the casino that night because he likes to gamble. Which casino? The Windstar. The Windstar. So we went to the Windstar that Friday night, and we were there till like 9 or 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really cool, because I got to ride with him the whole way, and he's one of the guys that started like at the comedy store back in the day, back in the day, so he was telling me all these stories about Pryor, Dangerfield, and yeah. you know, those <coughs> old, old school comedians, you know what I mean? 
Kind of like the the veterans of comedy when he was like his in his when twenties, like he was in yeah, the freshman year. Sure. So that was pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> I got to work with him in Houston, and then of course here in Addison. Did you say anything about uh, Rodney Dangerfield walking around in the road where you can see his dick? Oh <laughs> shit! No, he didn't mention that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know I've heard, a thing. I've heard Ro- <laughs> I've heard Rogan when he oh, said, really? when he 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 would talk when Rogan talked about it, he said he used to work the door for. Um, the uh, is it the ice house or the comedy house? One of them, <clears throat> I forget which one. The comedy store. Um, but he said he would like Rodney would walk in. Yeah, he'd be all up in his <laughs> robe, and yeah. uh, and he'd just be walking around in his bathrobe, <clears throat> all chilling and whatnot. Shit. And then he would like he said he would sit down and cross his legs and his just balls would just be hanging dude. out. There. God damn, just balls. That's all. <laughs> just balls. So I was wondering if maybe Paul was you saying about that. Nah, he didn't mention nothing pretty, about pretty, that. He was pretty, uh, pretty notorious pretty. for that. Yeah, I heard he was like really dirty on stage. Yeah, like when Real he dirty. Yeah, when he especially when he got uh, to his later years, he just didn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, he was already starting when he was like late. I think he was like in his forties or fifties before he even got a break. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, um, because like right now. Like, I'm a big fan of Louis Black. Okay. And um, I kind of just see him. He, You know, he got a late start <clears> to <throat> his stardom, too. I mean, he wasn't until his late 40s when he finally started getting more out yeah. there. Uh, but I actually get a chance. To, I'm going to get to see him. He's going to be here at the, um, not the American Airlines. Is American Airlines Center? What is that big one that's... Uh, the Verizon? The theater? or Yeah, the theater. There's that one in Grand Prairie, and then there's the Majestic downtown. Yeah. I think it's the. Uh, I don't think he's doing arenas, but he's de- definitely doing probably a theater. Yeah, I think it it's the majestic or Which Verizon. One? Verizon's the one in Grand Prairie. I think it's the majestic. <coughs> the one downtown in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's Bill theater. Burr there. That was really cool. Mm. A few years ago. Fuck man, Bill Burr is my favorite comic. Yeah. Like I don't know why. I Man, I do know why. It's cause I, <clears throat> when it comes to his comedy, I, I just feel like I can relate to his. Uh, his anger. His anger, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that he goes off little... on stuff, uh, I just feel like I can just relate to to that style of frustration of, of the way certain things are. Yeah. <laughs> you you're an angry person or what? Not really. No, I'm not really an angry person, but like I have angry moments that where I don't handle it right. Like, okay, let me give you an example. Um, my doctor told me I need to work on my diet. And that, you know, she's worried about me becoming diabetic. So she told me, um, take it easy on the carbs and sugars and uh, just don't eat no, you know, try not to eat so many carbs. So I went to the grocery store with my girlfriend. She buys a pack of of velvet cookies, chocolate cookies, six of them. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm like, maybe I'll get to have one. Like, cool, she bought six, I'll have one. She came home and we came home. She had them on the counter and she opens it up. She grabs one. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm all like, yeah. So I go to grab one, and she grabs it, and oh, she holds shit. it. She's like, nah, none are for you. And I was just like, what? <laughs> she's yeah. like, like you can't have these? I was like, I was like, well, you can't have them. You, I was like, that's not fair. You're eating them right in front of me. So I grabbed them out of her hand and threw them in the trash because I was like, if I can't have them, nobody can have them. Yeah, that might be something else. <laughs> I don't know if that's just anger. <laughs> <coughs> it was just like I just had a moment where yeah. I, and she was and 
you know, she was just like, I can't believe you did it. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not really how proud about that. And when'd you come back later, eat them out the trash? <laughs> no, uh, she, uh, she took them out of the trash because it was right on top and it was on top of mail. So a bunch of just paper mail. Oh, and it was still in the bag. It was still in the container. Yeah, yeah. You eat trash cookies, that's cool. <laughs> I, well, I didn't eat those cheese. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to, remember? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, that's I was a little angry, started, bro. Stuff like, like, that wasn't a very good situation. <laughs> yeah, I can feel you on that. I think uh, prone to, uh, to having a little temper quick to anger at, at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, like, when I'm driving, delivering food and shit, I get kind of mad on the road. Uh, but just because people don't pay attention. Yeah. And, and I see it all the time now since I'm on the road all the time. People are just waiting there at the light. and I, They're either on their phone or I don't know what the hell they're... People got problems, man. People do got problems. Dude, I, a I, <laughs> I've never almost gotten into so many accidents than I have on my way home from Plano uh, from an open mic on yeah. Plano Hyenas. Every time I'm on my way home on the highway, you know, it's like <coughs> it's like one one thirty in the morning <clears throat> on a Friday night. And there's always cars just yeah. swerving. I'm just like, oh my god, these people are fucking drunk. Yeah, I almost got wild. hit probably about four times in the last four weeks. Yeah, coming down the toll on sixty one. It's pretty bad. Yeah, two in the morning, three in the morning. Shit, yeah. I've been one of those people because I live right <laughs> off the toll. I'm like, ah, fuck it, they're not gonna get me here. Yeah, and, you know, but I, I am. Uh, very cautious of those people. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm trying to cut back on the drinking, man. That's one of the problems with open mics was that it's so easy to just, mm-hmm. it turns into, I'm not looking at it like, I wasn't looking at it professionally. I wasn't looking at it like, all right, what am I getting out of this? And then I would just drink and make it more of a party thing, you know, a night out from basically being at home or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at that because I'll have maybe, maybe two drinks. Yeah. Because I'm not a big, um, drinker like like right now I have a beer I'll probably have that and I'm probably not going to have any more drinks after that until um, until I know for sure tonight I'm going to spend the night here <clears throat> and even yeah. then I might have like two or three drinks you should come check out the show we got two of them tonight yeah. you know what that is true I should come see yeah. it yeah. Um, I was going to take some acid but I can wait on this yeah <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans? No, I was just gonna take some acid. Uh, I was just gonna to, take some acid I guess and, I can and hang out. Cause I, 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 I take have, it and go. Fuck <clears throat> it. I, you know, I probably should, but like maybe. Here's the thing: my girlfriend doesn't drive. <coughs> She's still learning. Ah, She's still okay. learning. So if she knew how to drive, I would just have her drive home. <clears throat> but she's not really that accustomed to driving, especially when especially, you, especially when you need to follow Google Maps. Yeah, especially right now because uh, traffic is the worst because of the fare. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that's it's true. been like extra bad. And uh, are you guys in Dallas? Yeah, the Dallas hyenas. Oh god, you know so what? I'm, Maybe I'm, I can come to the first show. Yeah, because I'm going from Irving to Dallas, mm-hmm. and oh man, I, I wasn't taking it into account. What the, time the, the first show? Eight o'clock, right? Yeah, tonight it's at eight. You yeah. think they'll let me watch it since I'm a comic? Yeah, you just go in there and chill in the back. Yeah, it's usually what I do. Yeah, I mean, they know you up there, right? Yeah, yeah I know Mercedes okay. and uh, the manager. I forget his name. Oh, yeah, Jake. Jake. <coughs> um, he, he used to be at the Improv. And, uh, Jake's real cool, too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's been in the comedy scene for a while. <coughs> I want to say like 10 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. So he's seen a lot of good comics come and go. Yeah, maybe I'll get a chance to go to the green room, too, and say hi to Nick in person. Yeah. Those are the people you got, whose brains you got to pick, man. The people that have been in the scene for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I befriended a lot of the 
the door people at Hyenas when I first started, just to, you know, ask them questions and kind of get an idea of people who aren't comedians of what, what it's like to even be in the business. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I try to get as much advice as possible. Yeah. Um, one of the benefits of having this podcast is I've had people on here who have been doing it longer than I have, or <clears throat> maybe they're doing it as long as me, but they just, like, experienced something different than I have, and I haven't had the opportunity to uh-huh. yet. And, you know, I'm constantly getting tips and, um, <clears throat> you know, type of situations. Like, I didn't know, <clears throat> I didn't know Randy's wife didn't like certain words. Oh. And I found out she doesn't, and now I don't want to do those words when she's in the open mic. Oh, yeah. what, <laughs> what words? Uh, cunt and, oh, man, what's that other word? Somebody. <sighs> that one should, like, kind of just be one of the ones you probably shouldn't do. Cunt? In general. <laughs> If you're trying to get to like a hosting <laughs> spot, you gotta be clean. Yeah, uh, sometimes it just comes out. Yeah. I mean, not, not like I'm, I'm it, but I don't use it like I'm calling somebody a cunt. But it'll be like, um, like I, I think I've said it before when I said I was talking about my girlfriend, and like I, I was, I was saying it as her. Like, I'm a cunt. <laughs> so. I kind of get what you're saying. <laughs> Cuntingly, I guess. <laughs> Cuntingly, yeah. yeah. Shit. Plus, I, 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 uh, I, I kind of like I. I know I, I need to change my view on the word, but I kind of see it how like the the Europeans see it, you know, like uh, the, how they use it. They use it to describe a person being like, "Oh, he's a good cunt." Meaning oh, really? He's a good guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of like dude. Like we like sometimes we use dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's a good dude. Uh, uh, Cunt's never really been a word that I even use just in general. No? I never really hear it too often. I remember the, actually remember the first time I ever heard the word cunt. I was like 10, 10 or 11, and uh, I was at AutoZone with my uncle. Uh-huh. And like, we're sitting in the truck, and like, <clears throat> it's like, big-ass truck pulls up, and there's all these, like, I would say, like, redneck-looking people. And uh-huh. there's this woman in the back who had, like, a jean skirt. Yeah. And, like, she, like, Got out the back, lifted her leg above the tailgate, uh-huh. and like put her leg on the step. And then my cousin goes, I know my cousin, my cousin, my uncle goes, damn, did you get a load of the cunt on that one? And I was like, what? And that's kind of just always stuck with me. Because I never heard that word until that point. You know what I'm saying? Does that like, kind of uh, scar you a little bit? Like, like it's too, oh, too. Nah, not really. No? I mean, I like... guess if it stuck with me, it made some sort of impression for sure. Yeah. Because I, I, I guess so, because I. I can't remember the first time I heard the word fuck. Yeah, that was, uh... Um, I don't even remember the first time I heard the word cunt either. Cunt was one of those specific ones just because I didn't ever... You, nobody, people don't really normally use that in regular mm-hmm. language or... Not that I know of, at least. I know I've heard it comedy-wise. Some people use it. Yeah. See, I think, uh... I think that's the part of... Part of, um... The backfire, kind of like a backfire part of... Of me listening to Bill Burr's podcast all the time. Yeah. He uses it so regularly. Uh, yeah, that's a, I would say that's more of like a white word, right there. He uses like it white so people regularly, word, so yeah. I kind of hear it all the time. To me, yeah. so. uh, <laughs> it's a funny word. Sometimes I'll say it at the grocery store, and Lana would just be like, "What?" <laughs> She's yeah. like, hey. "It's like what?" It's like, "Well, I'm like a fucking cunt. Just left the shit right here." <laughs> yeah, I guess if you can use it over and over. <clears throat> It yeah. becomes like normal. 
It, yeah, it's a little normalized for me. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. That and, like, faggot. I used to say faggot a lot when I was a kid. That was, like, yeah. one of our words when we all hung out. That and yeah. Jew, for some reason. Jew. Yeah. I guess j- jokes at the Jew's expense. I don't know. It was a popular thing for people to do. Well, <clears throat> when I was growing up, I grew up in Iowa. And we had a certain group of, you know, pothead friends. And I don't know how it started, but, like, <clears throat> some of our friends would, like, say, uh, oh, like, they'd be, like, instead of saying, like, oh, don't be, don't be a dick, they'd be like, don't be a Jew about it, you know what I mean? Just... Well, when I hear people say it like that, it's usually something towards, like, not spending money or some shit like that, you know what I mean? Like. No, nah, it's kind of like a <laughs> we didn't even Y'all use it as a derogatory term. It's just man. straight up everything. Yeah. <laughs> An umbrella fucking, term. You're like, you fucking Jew. God, <laughs> Like, like. <laughs> now that. Yeah, uh, uh, we're pretty racist. In Iowa? Yeah, I guess so. Not really, not really towards black people, because, you know, we had uh, black friends that we hung out. And, you know, we weren't that the group where we dropped N bombs, you know? Yeah, were y'all, uh, did you have Jewish friends or anybody you knew was Jewish? Um, I wouldn't know, actually. I don't recall having <coughs> Jewish friends. I mean, I'm sure there were some in high school. I just didn't know. I don't think I, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it's not that common of a thing down here, either. I think I had, yeah, I don't. It wasn't until I got to comedy where I met, like, a few people in the scene that were Jewish. And yeah, yeah. It was more of, like, a New York thing, I think, like, where, like, just, he, Being in comedy here, I, I know I know Jew people, Jewish people because yeah. of comedy. But if it wasn't for that, you know, a lot of Latino... Well, Latino. a lot of my favorite comedians were Jewish, so uh-huh. I knew of Jewish stuff because they would always joke about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I don't know. To me, they're, if they're, they're, the Jewish people are usually white, so kind of like, mm-hmm. assume everybody is just not brown, pretty much. Because I was brown as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I just <laughs> looked at people that weren't, weren't that they didn't look like me. And, and mm-hmm. I categorized them like either black, white, Asian, whatever, you know? Yeah, I didn't know how, um, <clears throat> like, under, like, backhanded racism they were up north. Because, you know, everybody was, these people, people are still kind of racist, racial in certain areas. Throughout, no matter where you uh-huh. go, people are still somewhat racial. But, like, they're more, like, uh, they're more, like, backhanded uh, nice. And then here, people are more racial up front. <clears throat> like, over there, like, they'd be nice, they treat me nice and everything, but then, like, they they uh, be a little racist <laughs> out you know behind my back. back yeah I don't know, probably get that a lot here too I would assume I don't know people are just more upfront about it here I remember uh, one time I was at a cafe and um, the the waitress that was serving me she was talking to this guy at the bar and the guy was all like yeah I'm a he was like a boast boasting I think that's the right word about being a uh, not a white supremacist, but uh, what's the other one? Uh, white nationalist. No, <laughs> it, it's, it's kind of it's kind of in the same it's in the same uh, word, but like if I, if I had a thesaurus, I know. <laughs> yeah, see. Uh, and but he was like talking about that, and the and the waitress was all like, "Oh wow!" And she was like all into it, like, "Yeah, that's that's cool," you know. I'm glad. And then what? she came back and she would serve me stuff, and I'd be like. Like you, <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know if I trust that food after that, man. No, yeah, we never went back there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
by like by the um, the ballpark area. There's a cafe up there. Uh, well, they there's races out there. You know? Yeah, there's like uh, like there's a there's actual you know white supremacists out there, and they believe a certain ideology, and maybe they might not be like blatantly racist anymore, like burning crosses and shit, mm-hmm. but they have their beliefs, and they think that uh, minorities are out to. To take over, pretty much. You're so scared to be a minority. And yeah. Do you remember when those guys were doing that? That Bo- was it Boston, or they were doing that um, that white supremacy march, and they all had the tiki torches. Oh uh, yeah. All in the yeah. yeah. Do you remember when people were scared about about buying tiki torches? Oh, white people. <laughs> yeah. Sure. They didn't want to affiliate yeah, themselves yeah, with yeah. us. Nobody was buying. They weren't buying any tiki torches. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, kind of. <coughs> But like, it's so silly. It's so silly that like just because they they have it, what are you gonna stop buying polo shirts because they all had polo shirts on? Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but they were marching with tiki torches, man. That shit was. <laughs> I, I never understood that, other than just it being kind of racist and them feeling like, uh, mm-hmm. guess that everybody was against them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I try not to think. I kind of feel like fire is like a big big thing for white supremacists like they just need like burning something yeah they need some sort of fire like we can't carry torches like we used to let's carry yeah no yeah they're a bunch of insecure <laughs> fucking pieces of shit yeah they have to have something elaborate i guess i don't i care i don't care for any of those people no i, I don't have much i, I can't care for people who don't care for me at all you know uh so fuck those guys <laughs> hell trump <laughs> Have you had any issues with uh, doing comedy with, like, uh, somebody not agreeing with what you're saying because of, like, the race you are? Not necessarily. Uh, I did do a show in uh, Emory, a little town Mm -hmm. a couple hours from Dallas, and somebody yelled, build the wall at me when I was on stage, Mm -hmm. and, uh, or when I was getting off stage, and uh, that was one of the closest things. Uh, and I made a joke out of it, yeah. so I made a, this is not my closer, so I turned it into something, but it really did kind of stick with me, because I'm like, damn, like, this dude, like, seriously? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, but that just shows what kind of character he has, because he doesn't wait for you to finish to say something exactly. so blatant like that. Yeah. He didn't have the balls to say it when you're up there doing your thing. I know, man, because if not, I'd have been like, <coughs> but also, it was a huge, a huge place, and they yelled it from the very back, and. Mm-hmm. I walked back there after the show and nobody wanted to say nothing to me, so hmm. fuck them. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you're able to turn it into a bit, though. That's a. Uh, yeah, I was. It actually bothered me a lot, man, because I was thinking about it a lot and I was like, damn, like, is the, to- are the times really changing? Like, as far as, like, are these white supremacists or these people really believe that they. that. Do these people have the courage now to come out and show their racism? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I never really encountered anything too crazy where. Because I'm obviously not white. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody will say some racist shit around me because they'll probably be like, oh, yeah, this dude, he maybe he's not cool with that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, white people, at least. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, if, if some white people were making jokes, like, racist jokes to you, then they probably think that you are racist, like, on that side. Because like, there's a lot of Mexicans that are racist. Yeah. You know? And they won't defend either other races that are being made fun of or anything like that. And uh, I tried to make sure I'm not around. I don't like those. I'm not a fan of that at all. 
But that's just me personally. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. Like, <coughs> yeah, like if I was hanging out with um, some Hispanics or Mexicans or whatever, and they started talking about another race, I'd be like, hey, you know, that's not cool. I had to do that, actually, <coughs> at work. And it's, it's not the same, but to me, it kind of falls under the same line. Where I had a coworker who was talking about uh, gay people. Uh-huh. And he was all like, gay people are going to go to hell or whatever. And I was just like, hey, uh, I was like, that's not, I was like, well, that's not cool to say that. I was like, um, mm-hmm. I was like, why do you believe that? He's like, what's in the book? I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, but, but you know, they're real, they're people. Yeah. Just like you and I, I was like, um, I don't think, um, I don't think it's up to you or the book to say they're condemned to, to hell because <clears throat> I personally don't, believe, yeah, yeah, I personally don't believe in hell. So I'm not very religious. So, but when somebody believes in some some place so bad why would you want people because of their sexuality to to go to a place that you believe is so bad like <clears throat> um so i questioned him about him and and he was just like well i mean that's just how it is like that's, that's pretty fucked up dude and I, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him that i was like it's pretty fucked up and, and um because i've had the same argument with um uh, people um who have like uh <clears throat> who who um have uh, have like this this idea of like Muslims, the Muslim community, mm-hmm. like they're they're like you know fuck those people, like hey, they're just people too, <laughs> yeah. Like they they have their beliefs, but then you got the ones that take it overboard, <clears throat> just like Christianity <coughs> at one point took it overboard, and they were doing the worst things to 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 other people who didn't believe in their yeah. beliefs, so. Like that still happens now, but that doesn't mean all of Muslim people are are evil or should be shunned on because of what they believe. Yeah, and that's like a form of racism in itself when they yeah. try to to group everybody, demonize everybody. That's like when Trump went out and said the Mexicans are rapists and they're coming <laughs> over here stealing people's jobs and stuff. People grouped us all together because you're not gonna be able to tell the difference between us. That's why literally somebody People were impressionable just in general, right? So when you got the president of the United States saying this shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And there's people like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe he's right. And that's why you had the dude from fucking Allen drive all the way to El Paso and start fucking shooting people inside Walmart. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and he went in there with the intention of shooting Mexicans mm-hmm. and or illegal Mexicans, whatever, but how are you going to go in there and know who's illegal and who's not illegal? So he just started fucking shooting everybody. And it's a tragic thing, you know? Yeah, It all stems from that stuff and people... Like that hate. one thing I've always pointed out, like, um, like you said, Trump, you know, summed them all up to be Mexicans. Where like a big portion, like what he was saying, the gang members, like he was, he was saying the MS thirteen. Oh, yeah, but like this. not one city say MS thirteens are El Salvador people oh, yeah. <clears throat> from El Salvador. Like those aren't Mexicans. I mean, people. Um, so we say these gang members from Mexico. And then you say, yeah, these gang members, the MS-13 is coming in from Mexico, uh, and you say they're Mexicans. Like, technically, well, they're not Mexicans, first of all. At least say, hey, the Salvadorian gang members yeah, are, are coming through <laughs> Mexico. <Yeah. clears throat> and uh, and then, like, all the people with those, those caravans or whatever, you know, a lot of them weren't even Mexican caravans. There were people coming in from south of yeah, Mexico. Yeah, South American. <laughs> but he's but he's putting the blame on all Mexico, like all the, all the Mexicans build a wall around Mexico. It's like, well, <clears throat> why don't you like say it's not just the Mexicans that are coming in? <clears throat> and from what, um, I think from what I've heard, like a lot of Mexicans actually have gone back to Mexico, and they're not coming really back over here. 
but like you have a bunch of other countries coming through but like yeah, actual Mexicans are like have have I've heard before too um this guy who was uh who builds houses in in the Texas in this this region uh-huh. where he said he's the houses they're producing is way slower because a lot of the the workers were Mexican and they've all like they've all moved back to Mexico and they didn't come back so he's like really low on employees really <clears throat> probably yeah. scared of deportation or getting held up in one of those Mm-hmm. And they probably figured. They probably just figured. You know, I made my money. I made my money. I haven't made as enough. I haven't made as much as they wanted to. Yeah. But they're like, it's better than just staying over here. Yeah, that's uh kind of with my family because I got a lot of strong ties in Mexico. Still, a lot of my uncles and stuff live down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was born in Mexico, so I was in Mexico like every summer. You know. Yeah. Or twice a year, I'd spend a lot of time in Mexico. And I'd have family would come over here, stay with us, and then they'd go work construction or do some 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 odd jobs, make some money, real money, and go back and stay down there. In the, yeah, I have a tia. Ranch and all that. I have one of my tias. She lives right in Matamoros. Oh, right on the and border. And she, uh, yeah. yeah, she'll come over here, work, <clears throat> work for like a couple of months, and then go back and just take the extra money. Yeah, money and, dollar goes a little farther in Mexico mm-hmm. for sure. And then, you know, my cousins, her sons, they live over here, and they'll work a couple jobs and go spend a month over there with her. Um, my grandpa, he recently passed away, but his whole side of the family, they're all over there. They have, they've actually, they actually helped build a town in Mexico over there. So, they're, they're the Pedrazas, the Pedrazas, I should say, the Pedrazas, all yeah. white rocks. <laughs> the Pedrazas. Um, they're, they're like, uh, one side of the town that's separated by, like, um, I think it's a river, and then there's another family that's the other side of town, so it's actually, like, it's one town just separated, which is really weird, because, like, they apparently don't like each other. Yeah. (laughs) Mexico has its own issues in general, man. There's, like, what's happening a lot in our country now is just the money, really. It's like, people have money, some people don't have money, you know, and that's always kind of been the case in Mexico, where all the rich and then everybody else is pretty much poor you know so a lot of class division and stuff mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's ever, why a lot of those people come over here you know? do you ever uh, do you ever feel like moving to LA for your comedy uh, yeah I do want to move to LA I was actually going to move to LA a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and uh, my brother had got real sick and uh, I kind of just stuck around man and He's getting better, and like he has a kidney disease. And, oh, uh, is he on dialysis? He's on dialysis. Yeah, that's hard, man. I yeah. used to work at the hospital, <clears throat> and I I was friends with the one of the dialysis nurses. Yeah. So whenever she needed help, I'd come help her out, and a lot of our patients um, were dialysis patients. So. Um, yeah, it's a tough thing. Got to get up every day, like at five in the morning. Go do. He's getting better though. You know, he uh, he's had some surgeries. Uh, mm-hmm. He's lost like a hundred and like I don't know how much. He's like under two hundred pounds now, but he was like three hundred and twenty when he went into the hospital. You know, and uh, he's he's getting all the treatment. It's been a couple of years now, so we're hoping by next year he'll get his his kidney. So mm, okay. And uh, is he active? Like, is he able to stay active? Yeah, he's, he's able to be active. He's only, like, 28, 29, something like that. He's young. Man. Yeah, he's young. That's why it was so... And it sucked, too, because I was doing a show in Houston, and they called me. Like, this is right before I even got to do the show. I was about to go up. They're like, hey, you know, your brother, whatever, had, like, a, like 
they thought he had a heart attack or something mm-hmm. happened to him, and they, they rushed him to the hospital. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out, and then uh, and then you got to go up and then I went up on stage. And how, how'd that go? It went really good, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. uh, but because you're not thinking about anything when you're on stage, mm-hmm. even that something that serious, I still was able to keep it off my mind because I had to focus. And it was a sold out show in Houston, the Joke Joint, is a comedy club down there, and I was still able to perform. But once I got back off stage, it was right back to to worrying about it. But uh, man, been, it's been a couple years now. But uh, I was gonna move that that summer. I had planned them like the the I was living with my girl and. Uh, our lease was about to be out. We're like, man, fuck it. Let's just let's just go. Let's just go to LA. And uh, I ended up deciding to just stick around. But uh, I still kind of want to go. You know, mm-hmm. I'm hoping maybe next year. Yeah, but that's a very good reason to stick around because you never know. You never know what could have happened to your brother. And if if he yeah. would have moved, then he would have like passed away. Like of something. Yeah, something real serious on. and just it, it. It's just more of a family support thing because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean he's my little brother. We're pretty close. Mm-hmm. And, that's pretty much all it is, is the yeah. family support. And now that I know he's doing better and everything, I feel a little bit better because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we hold that stuff that we don't even really talk about. I think it's the first time I really ever talked about it because before when I would talk about it, it was an emotional thing. You're like, oh, damn, man. Like, I don't even want to think about that stuff mm-hmm. because he was, like, in a coma for a while, you know? Yeah, and wow. you're, like, you're like, damn, is this... Is it? It, was, it could be one of those devastating blows type thing, you know what I mean? Like, we're somebody close to you like that. But uh, he's getting better, man. And uh, I'm happy for him. He looks good. He looks way thinner than me now. And faster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all like, God damn. I need to lose a kidney, but... Uh, for real. I need a little kidney. Yeah, I'll take the, my diet. I'll take well, my he, diet he more had, He had got weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. He had to do all that stuff. He just got surgery a couple weeks he, ago. So he got that after? After. Well... In order for him to get on the transplant list, he had to lose a whole bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the insurance, they paid for the weight loss surgery. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had uh, skin removal in order for them to operate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But uh, aside from that or whatever, I do want to move to L.A. Uh, when I work with Paul Rodriguez, he was telling me, he's like, you need to move to L.A. now. He's yeah. like, you got to go. He's like, he was telling me my stuff sounds crisp. It's getting better. You need to go out there and because there's more opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe not necessarily like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, people can get, you can blow up off the internet and shit. Yeah. You know you what I mean? So I've been trying to, uh, you know, put more content out there and mm-hmm. put some videos of me doing stand up and you never know. Somebody could see it. Or if they just happen to see me and then they go to my page and they see me, you know, post some videos and stuff. So. Yeah. That's the goal, is you know, mm-hmm. but I, I'm still in the process always, just trying to write material, keep coming up with new stuff, uh, and that's the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, I do want to move to LA eventually, but I was told to wait until I either, so I become an MC, I like get some MC practice. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm gonna try. That's my next goal is to become an MC for hyenas. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm doing as many shows um as I can. When it comes to like hyenas, I I go to every hyenas open mic. I try not to miss one of those. Um, I wanna I'm hosting for them. You know, I put myself down. Yeah, yeah. They want me to host so I can get that hosting. That's good, man. That's good. Um, and then I think I'm gonna see if Butch will let me host for one of his showcases, like either first or second block. It doesn't matter which one. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I can just get that. Let them know that I'm, I'm 
really have that desire to to, to be the, yeah the MC spot because uh, that's what the MC is right the host yeah you gotta have a a, a good 10-15 minutes that's what you do it's gotta be clean too mm-hmm. not like squeaky clean but just not too many cuss words in it yeah you just gotta come out and have good energy, I think uh, good vibes <clears throat> I think most of my sets don't involve swearing yeah um for the most part, yeah, I don't really swear too much. Um, they're like, they're like kind of, they're kind of dirty, but like, it all depends on the words I choose to use. Like, I can still do the same set without, um, with something like a, a not so dirty word, and it'd still be like kind, of, it'd still be kind, of, it'd be clean. <clears throat> it's just like a, a like a. Let me give you an example. I have a bit where. Um, my girlfriend and I were having sex, and she has an allergic reaction to her pussy <clears throat> because of, <clears throat> because of the soap. Because I changed body soaps, mm-hmm. and I used Dial. Uh-huh. And apparently, she's allergic to Dial. And when I was having sex with her, her pussy had a reaction to it. But I, if I, I switch the words, if I just say her, you know, her, I usually say like her vagina, like her bad, her vagina yeah. got an allergic reaction. <clears throat> so it doesn't sound so dirty, but. Like, <coughs> The point, and I, I only have to say it like once or twice. I think I only say it like once. Just say that her vagina had a little allergic reaction. And then like... <clears throat> and then I just talk about how like it, it kind of swelled up. And I, <laughs> I like to say it looked like Mike, Di- Mike Tyson just bent down and threw an uppercut. Yeah. She just went, bang! And just punched her right in the cunt. <laughs> pushed her is. right... Like pushed her right in... I, I, I like to say cooter. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. pushed her right in the cooter. Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's not too dirty, but because the the words I say are kind of silly. Yeah, definitely can't. <coughs> not that you definitely can't, but your chances probably go down if you say pussy on mm-hmm. like, especially from the MC. If what you want to do is be an MC for hyenas, uh, yeah, you got to be kind of clean. Mm-hmm. Maybe steer a little away from. Definitely don't do crowd work from the host spot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Try to keep it material based. And doing that MC spot is more of just kind of a learning experience. Or at least that's what it was for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, you get to work with features, headliners. Uh, and if you're hosting for hyenas, you get to do regular shows, you know, like uh, more regularly. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, you get booked at least six times out of the year. So it's not necessarily about the jokes and about that. It's more of the getting getting the, the experience and learning from other comics and even then, you work with people, and then they might book or something something outside of hyenas, and that's kind of how I develop the network of people that I work with, all through hyenas, pretty much mm-hmm. people I've met and all that. Uh, and some headliners are really nice. If you're nice, if you if you keep it about keep everything professional, people are going to want to work with you because in the end, this is a, a profession, and people mm-hmm. want to take this seriously. And if they don't, then they're, they're you know they're, they're not doing it right, or at least that's all I think. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes headliners will be like, hey, man, have you tried doing this or have you doing that? And little shit like that goes a long way, man. There's still the little, little things yeah, that people told me tips. when I started, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you'll be all right, man. That's one thing I'm, I'm, I've am i noticed I don't get too much on it. I wish I would. <clears throat> I wish I would, like, get more, um, like, more feedback from the people I do comedy with to, like, uh, like any kind of improvement that I can do. Like, people tell me, <clears throat> I used to do this a lot 
they were like, uh, I used to mess with the court. And people would be like, hey, you mess with the court a lot. And I'm like, okay, so I stopped doing that. Uh-huh. But, <clears throat> you know, they said I was fidgety. Well, uh, I kind of like walk, you know, I kind of pace around the stage uh-huh. depending on where I want to go. Uh, and I moved the cord because I would, I remember I would, if I wasn't careful, I would step on the cord. But like, I stopped doing that, so I don't move as much. But like, I, they told me I, I, you know, to quit doing that, so I stopped doing that. But like, when it comes to like my actual comedy, um, I don't get that much feedback. And I kind of wish I would get a little bit more feedback. <clears throat> like, I I've mean, even you asked... can ask somebody to watch you that's, mm-hmm. you know, that you trust or somebody who's been doing it a while or that you know, they might be able to, get, if you want, like, serious, honest feedback, and that's what you want, mm-hmm. and then some people are out there, and they'll do it, and they'll tell you everything, but you can't take all that stuff serious, I think it's more of the mechanics part of it, like, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the, like, the, the lasso thing with the mic, with the, with the cord, and mm-hmm. just taking the mic stand, taking out the mic stand, moving it out of the way, you know, making, mm-hmm. little things like that make a big difference, man, and make you look more professional, and just look like you know what you're doing, type thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I did. I, I started doing that a while ago too. The moving the mic out of the way. Because <clears throat> yeah. I didn't. Th- I didn't know that was a, a professional, a professionalish thing to do. Because I see other comics, they kind of like hold, they use the mic and kind of just like talk on it, and then they'll kind of you know put their hand on it, or whatever. Yeah, you can do anything you want. <laughs> just if you're if you pull it out, you leave it there, and you're just standing behind it the entire time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could pull it off, whatever, that's cool. But I just think little stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The stool. It's all. Use, mm-hmm. every, use the whole stage to your advantage. There ain't much on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there isn't much. That's why yeah. I like to... Uh, that's why I like to put it off to the side because if it's out of the way, I have so much more room to do whatever yeah, I want. Exactly. And if I want to be silly... Like one time, I I like, I like was at improv and I was just like, man, sometimes I just want to... I want to give it all up and just do heroin. I started tying the mic around my <laughs> arm as the rope and I was like, bah! I just laid back, <laughs> fell down on the stage. And oh, shit. I was just like, ah, oh, it feels great. Like, why can't we just do that? Like, yeah. why is heroin so shunned upon? <laughs> so you get pretty physical? Sometimes, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I wish, like, in my eyes, when I do a bit, or in my eyes, in my mind, when I do a bit, I'm very animated. But when I get on stage, I'm not as animated as I would like to be. And I feel like part of it's because of my health. Um... <clears throat> and also, like I, um, I, I have a hard time just letting go. Like I know I can be a real silly guy on stage if yeah, I want yeah. to, but like, there's something in me that when I get on there, like I get like the I get uh, how do you say where you kind of lock up a yeah, little I, bit. I know what you mean. I'm getting, barely getting to a point to where I can feel like I can start opening up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like I'm not a very I don't move around very much at all. I stretch a shitload before. I'm always moving around. It's like, I look like I'm about to fucking run a race. And I get up there and I'm just right here the whole fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, because eventually I want to move around and do stuff. And of course, being heavy, you know what I'm saying, being a little on the fatter side, mm-hmm. I can't do, not everybody can be Chris Farley out there. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, man. Yeah, stuff totally like that. Could, though, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know we how could. he did it. Technically, I don't know how could. he did it, man. But I just don't want to break the stage either. I, I like, if I can hit the ground <laughs> and then plywood's my break, dude, for real. <clears throat> Did you ever hear about um, Ralphie May? How he fell through a <coughs> yo, he fe- he fell through on stage one time. I forget what it was that. Nah, but I can believe it. Sure. But he was doing a he was doing a bit. Uh, he was on stage and he said he stepped somewhere and his foot went through the stage. Oh shit! 
Have you seen? I seen a video. It was either him on Kimmel or something mm-hmm. where he was walking out mm-hmm. and he fell like on live TV. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen that. I have to look it up. Yeah, that shit was funny as fuck. Yeah. It sucked because he's such a big guy, but like I think as soon as he got up, he was like, "That's still the funniest shit that's ever happened on this show." Like he already <laughs> had something in his head. To... <laughs> that's embarrassing, man. You know, it's a big dude. I'm you know? sad that he died. Nah, yeah, no. Nah. <clears throat> uh, um, him and the. Uh, I remember I got into this comic. His name was, uh, I think it was Chris Panetti, no John Panetti, John Panetti. The name sounds. Oh Panetti. yeah, yeah, John yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into him, and then I googled him, and I realized he died back in like 2014. I was Is like, he from Iowa? I don't know. Because I I just I was in uh, Tulsa, and I was working with a comic from Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, and he used to tour with that guy. Oh really? Yeah, with the Panetti guy, it's yeah. heavy set guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he used to tour with him. And uh, he was he was huge, and then he lost a lot of weight. <clears throat> but I think by then his yeah he had passed away. Yeah, yeah, his heart had already had too much, and uh, yeah, he passed away like twenty fourteen or thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, if you're if you're big in this in this thing, man, you gotta be real careful on the amount of stuff you do because it's so easy to drink every night. Mm-hmm. Shit, when you get into drugs, and ain't no telling what you're doing. <clears throat> Make your heart work extra hard and shit. Fucking you know, uh, drop dead. Uh, what's his name? Uh, he's with Rogan. He's always on Rogan podcast. Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. Yeah, Joey yeah. Diaz. Now he, he was big and he's losing weight, but that guy, he's something mm. else, man. He's yeah. still going strong. Oh yeah. He's still he's pretty hard. big. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's killing it, man. That yeah. guy just keeps going. Nothing's gonna stop that. He guy. just seems like a tough motherfucker. Anyways. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, he's hilarious too. Oh no, fucking, he is but he's hilarious. also like a vet too. That's been doing like twenty something years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think just it just takes a long time, man. Mm-hmm. Like a long, long time. Yeah. Like I said, Nick last night was stressing like the fifteen year thing. Like it takes fifteen years before you see anything really. Yeah, and, yeah, he uh, did that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> he sure. stressed that a lot. Like, <laughs> but it's true though. I I got into it knowing that. I I told myself I was like, man, I'm gonna give myself ten years, and if this isn't going where I want it to go, I'm gonna either get out, you know. Yeah, I hear some people say ten years. Like, but like, at, if at, at 10 years, if like, you're not at like, let's just say, let's just use college level, if you're at 10 years, you're not like at a fucking, you know, four year college degree, then maybe it's, maybe you should rethink what you want to do with your life. Yeah, but yeah. like, <clears throat> but Nick said 10 or 15 years and he's 13 years into it. So I feel like it's, it is between 10 and 15. Yeah, it's going to be People in there. say between 10 and 15. And you years. probably don't really get your actual voice probably till about 10 years. Unless anyways. you're fucking Brendan Schaub. Who's fucking blown up and after two years of doing comedy? Yeah, he like uh, he's like an anomaly, man. That dude's fucking doing arenas already. He's only been doing comedy maybe three years now. But he's a UFC dude, right? They're yeah, he started off with the UFC fighter, but but he's apparently he's fucking hilarious. I haven't seen any of his bits. I haven't been there, haven't had a chance of seeing him. He's supposed to have a special coming out soon. Yeah, but I think that also is different uh, as far as uh, when you have cause, like a well, following. Because to me, stand up is a very personal thing, like. Uh, like that insecurity of your comedy or am I getting better? It, it should always be a personal growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people will be famous and be touring and doing all that, but them themselves, as long as they know that they're not that great yet, you can't let that shit go to your head. You've got to still be funny. you still got to be really good at, at the actual craft, you know? And I think that there's no rushing that. There's no way to, there's no shortcut to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, two years in, he's selling out arenas and technically that's what we all want, right? But if you're not that comedian that you want to be, then you're you're a failure, if anything. 
Now, I'm not saying he's a failure. I'm just saying, like, I'm sure he still knows that he needs to get better. Because mm-hmm. he comes from a fighting background anyways. He understands that he had to be good to fight. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with stand-up. Yeah, you know? I've heard, like, he's, that's what happens when you have, like, a fighter mentality where you're constantly training to be badass. Yeah. And you use that same mentality into comedy. Okay. <laughs> Plus, much. not only that, but, like, he's got all the time. He's got the money to fight. To, it's to, also to, true. To, like, so he's got the money where he doesn't have to worry about income to where he can focus all on comedy. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's in funny situations sometimes, all the time. Sometimes that makes a lot of difference, just having the yeah. opportunity. To do, <clears throat> do you ever feel like... um like you put yourself in situations that you normally wouldn't put yourself in just to see th- just to see what's going to happen and then uh, like you might make something funny out of it like on stage no yeah. like in, in life uh, not necessarily like I'll do stuff like you know I still have to live life outside mm-hmm. of comedy and I think it's important to have that like my girl like when I hang out with her and I go do stuff with her friends and like if I don't have a show like, I, like, in the last couple months, I've been on the road, right, probably six out of the two months, six weekends out of the two months, mm-hmm. right? So on the weekends, I'm not doing comedy. I make, need to make sure I'm either spending time with family or I spend time with her and stuff like that. And it's when I'm not doing comedy is when I start to get inspiration and stuff. Like, and it's not that I'm necessarily putting myself in the situation. I'm like, oh, something funny will come out of this. I just go live life, and <coughs> the comedian in me will naturally try to think of something. Like, I went to uh, a like a gender reveal party. You ever been at one of those? You heard, ever heard <laughs> of those? I've heard of them, you yes. Heard of those, I hear right? they go crazy about it, but I've never, yeah, I've never I, been to one. But I, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, I don't, it's not that, I just don't care. I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, why would you care? Yeah, I don't care, but I had to be there because it's, you know, friends and all that and just being in that <laughs> atmosphere so away from comedy, I'm still in the comedy mindset, so I'll try to find something funny in what's happening because just watching people you learn so much uh-huh. about just life and Genuinely. how people react to stuff. that's such a white person thing to do <laughs> yeah it's like white people thing to do the, what the gender reveal yeah oh i've been to a few or mexicans and this is the particular one i went to mm-hmm. was black people but uh they had this thing where it's like uh we were going to do this gender reveal so they had these two jars and they're like, all right, we're going to write names and stuff on it. Like, y'all give us names, and they're going to play games. It's kind of like a baby shower or mm-hmm. something. It's guys and girls. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, so everybody's, like, reading names, and I was just putting stupid names on there just because I was like, I'm just trying to make this entertaining for <coughs> yeah. me in the end, you know, because I'm not – I guess maybe that's selfish on my part, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, I should be there and be happy for these situation. people. Yeah, I should be there and be happy for these people, but I'm just like, oh, man, I'm fucking bored. Like, I gotta, No, it's boring, man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's stuff like that you do. What did your woman bring you into it? Did she drag you into it, or was it one of your friends? Yeah, it was with her. It was a friend yeah. of hers. It was a <laughs> friend of hers, and we had to go to. It was just See? like, no, you said you're gonna go, and I'm like, oh, okay. if you were single and one of your guy friends asked you to come to this thing, you'd be like, ah, oh, fuck that, fuck that. Like, like a you gotta do yeah, it because yeah. your wife is doing it. Exactly. Don't drag me into this. Yeah. Like, it's just like um, how like. A lot of people believe baby showers are supposed to be for women. Women go to the baby shower. Yeah. But, like, in the Hispanic culture, it's a whole family involved yeah, in yeah. baby showers. It's, like, crazy insane yeah. <clears throat> sometimes, yeah. But that's the fun thing about it. Like, I've been to a baby shower with, like, a, uh, a black friend of mine baby shower. Nobody was drinking. They're just oh, hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is kind of weird. Drinking's a very Mexican thing, I think, that we do with everything. With everything. everything. <laughs> like, for real. Birthday parties. 
Uh, a baby shower. You don't have any more Morellos, do you? Oh, yeah, do you want to? Yeah, man, I'll take one, bro. Let me go grab you one. It's pretty good. Uh, I'll go grab you one. You want a dress or regular? Nah, just regular. It's cool. Out the bottle? Yeah. Been drinking yeah, like, like, liquor the last night. <coughs> appreciate that. Um, baby showers, uh, not not just baby shower, but like weddings. But you know, a lot of people drink at weddings. <coughs> yeah. Much well, I'm anything. getting married in May. You know? What you are? Yeah, I've been in a, been with her going on four years. You know what I'm oh, she actually yeah. saw me at a comedy show. She saw me at Hyenas in Dallas, mm-hmm. and then uh, all your first groupie. <laughs> It was funny because like uh, you were telling that like baby, you oh know yeah, groupie. Well, she she saw me at the sh- and this is like still early on. Like I was only like a year or two in, and yeah. uh, she saw me at a show showcase. I was doing hyenas, and then uh, time passed like four or five months, and then uh, I was online on OK Cupid, and she was on OK Cupid, <laughs> and uh, she oh. saw my picture on there, and she sent me a message. She's like, "Hey, I, th- I saw you at the show." Uh, I thought you were funny and I think you're cute or whatever. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was like, hell yeah, I'm about to smash. Like, like, right away, like I, I just assumed I'm like, hell yeah. And then now I ended up turning into me having to get to know her and shit type thing. And uh, in the process, yeah. uh-huh. eventually smashed. But, eventually, but you had eventually, to. And then you know, uh, I was she, hooked. She, she, yeah, she caught you, man. She got she, me. She got you. She, she sank I her claws to her. in me. Terrified <laughs> to her. That's cool, man. Um <clears throat> Uh, yeah, man, you never know when you're going to meet somebody and really like them. Yeah, I mean, she, she, she's great. She supports me, and uh, I try to support her, too, at the same time. Cool, man. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what does she do? She's a fashion designer. Oh. Yeah. So, of course, she wanted to go to L.A., too, because in fashion, there's really only two places you can go, either New York or, or L.A., and mm-hmm. so we were both on that same type of thing. Like, if she got a job <laughs> in New York, I, I'm down to go to New York, too, you know? Yeah. Uh I'd rather go to L.A. just because of the weather. Uh, yeah, me too. New York is just something Something about New York. It just has this. They're both yeah. really great spots for, for comedy and yeah. apparently fashion. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's awesome. Well, to see. You know what I mean? It's good to know that like you're with somebody who's living who wants to live their dream, too. Like, their passion. <clears throat> yeah, we can bump heads a lot, though, because we both are about our, our own thing that we're yeah. doing. But we make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. But I feel like you guys understand each other more because of that. Because, like, let's just say you were you were working like a nine to five job, and you're like, oh, I'm a manager here, but it's not really your passion. But you're doing it just because you want to make the money, and then, and it'd be hard for you to empathize with her if she was trying to live her her exactly. passion. And but now, but you know, as as being a comic, you know, you have your passion, and you know how she feels exactly about mm-hmm. her thing that she wants to do. So you guys yeah, have like it really the same does help us uh, help us look at the same perspective in a way we support each other but there's also not like a lot of money in what we both do mm-hmm. not yet at least you know mm-hmm. I mean I didn't get into comedy for the money necessarily because what I was drawn to about comedy was just I don't know it's just something about it the not thinking the being able to not thinking while on, while on, while on stage that's a good feeling and the whole just trying to create something like I'm literally getting paid to Mm-hmm. to do stuff that I made up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or that, that came from my mind. <coughs> you get paid to talk. Yeah, you're getting paid to talk. <laughs> paid basically. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> like this weekend right now, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm work, doing five shows and it's what I'll make in a week working a regular job or something. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like so, 
I appreciate that stuff, man. And it helps me appreciate all the other little shows, shitty shows and stuff, too. So, yeah. Appreciate everything, man. Yeah. Everything should always be a learning experience, no matter what it is. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the, the marriage, though. Oh, yeah, man. I get that. It took you long enough. <laughs> I know, man. I know. How many, how many, how many, my, how many uh, shows did you have to do just to save the money for an engagement? Oh, fuck, dude. I sold my car, literally. Yeah. I have a joke, I think, about... Yeah, I say a joke about selling my car by an engagement ring. I sold my car. I used to have this old Marquise. That's uh-huh. the Grand Marquise. Grand Marquise, yeah. Yeah, that was my baby, man. My slab. But, ended up working out. I got the ring, and yeah, she was about to leave me, so I was like, marry me. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was like, marry me. Look, uh, well, we're going on two years when it, when it comes down to it, you know, like, uh, the Grand Marquis probably was a very nice thing to have, but you gotta remember it's just possessions. Yeah. And those come and go, and if you continue with your career, you probably have a better car when you finally get up there. Yeah. And you're Eventually. still pretty young, right? What are you, early 30s? Uh, Mid-30s? Yeah, I'm 30. 30? See? Yeah. yeah, man. So. You got plenty of time to get one of those Grand Marquis. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. I don't you're know if I'm going to be like Jay again, Leno man. when you're, <laughs> by the time yeah. you're his age, with a fucking garage full of cars. We'll see, man. Shit. All I can focus on is just trying to be funny, mm-hmm. get my comedy down right. That's pretty much it, writing. Yeah. Whether it's in my head all the time, you know, thinking of something, how am I gonna reword this and make it sound good on stage? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got into comedy not for the money either, to become famous. Uh-huh. It's just I like the. I, I I like the aspect of of making people laugh. Uh, <clears throat> and then also I like the the adrenaline rush that I get after oh, coming yeah. off stage I'm always like all hyped up I yeah. I, I'm a, I guess I'm some kind of I, I have some sort of a a thrill junkie it's better than than, uh, than drugs that yeah. feeling of killing on stage yeah and way better than drugs yeah that that's something that I wish you could package and sell cause that shit would fucking yeah crack dog like for real life <laughs> <laughs> I love that feeling. I love, and but what sucks is the feeling of not doing that or knowing that you did bad on stage. That that's a that's a hard low right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, that killing feeling, man. There's nothing else like it. Yeah, that that feeling, and I also like knowing that I, uh, I I want you know I have as much control as I want. You know, knowing that I can yeah I go up there with and I can talk about whatever I want, no limitations. Um, <clears throat> you know, certain things I don't want to say because I can offend people, but that still means I can come up with whatever kind of premises I want, mm-hmm. whatever's on my mind. Uh, and there's a certain word for it, but I always forget. I think it's like having full. <coughs> I forget the word. Anyway, but like just knowing that I can go up there and <clears throat> and just do what I want. That's amazing. Um. I wish I would have looked at things more like that because I, I, I feel like I care too much about making sure that I look good on stage or that I was representing the club in the right way. I almost became, I got in this little co- construct of being a club comic and making sure that all my material was going to be good for club audiences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I feel like it, it almost pigeonholes you into just being that type of comic. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to me being able to just create anything that I want to say or say whatever I want. It's just like when you say you want to MC for hyenas, right? Mm-hmm. But you know that you can't be real dirty or you know you can't talk mm-hmm. about certain things and all that. So 
I got into that mentality of, oh, okay, that's all I want to do. But when I did it and I finally got through it, I'm like, damn, I'm only thinking in that mindset of like, how can I keep going up to this this thing that I'm doing as opposed to just freely thinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. It wasn't until a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half, where I started to be like, but that's also because I got bumped up to feature. When you start to feature in the middle spot, you can talk about different shit. You can probably cuss more. You can do crowd work if you want. And uh, <clears throat> I was able to think more like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, just try not to get into that mindset where all you focus on is trying to get up to this club. When you can just say anything you want. There's, there's no method to anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? You could be famous off of doing your own shows and DI. You know what I'm saying? Like, the DIY shows. And, yeah. Like, it doesn't even have to be that old traditional way anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's benefits to it. Like I said, meeting other comics and working with people that have been on the road for years. Like, there's a lot of really good headliners that come through Hyenas. People have been doing it 20, yeah. 30 years. And sometimes they might be a little outdated and saying some shit that you're like, oh, damn, like, you can tell you're from the early, like, from the 80s and the early 90s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, like, uh, th- it doesn't mean those people don't have no wisdom. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, Screech, for instance. Yeah, like Screech. From what I hear, he's been doing pretty much the same stuff for a while now. Yeah, I never worked with him, but I've seen him on on stage before. But, yeah, you get a lot of, uh, I mean, so so many comedians, dude. (laughs) So many different types of comics. But my favorites are the one, a lot of these younger guys that are coming up and they're just being able to kind of just don't feel construct, like, Mm -hmm. they're in that construct where they can just talk about whatever, say what they want. That's a, that's a cool feeling. I'm finally starting to feel like I can start doing that uh, also. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's how you get better because like, it is a long, long process. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> so as, as a feature, do you feel like you can be more yourself than when you were at the MC or the host? Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Have you noticed any kind of limitations? Mm-hmm. Not yet. I do still try to not to do so much crowd work because when you are working a club like that, uh, the show is still about the headliner. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to... Like, if the headliner asks me, hey, man, can you not do some of the jokes like these jokes about that because I got stuff like that, I'm going to be like, all right, you know. But mm-hmm. it's still that's still part... That still makes it feel like a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, do you have, uh, any, have you run into any problems with, like, the PC culture that's going on right now? Like, saying stuff or whatever? Yeah, like, a, like people being offended <coughs> when you're on stage. <coughs> Yeah, kind of, I guess. People will either, they're not reacting to some of the stuff I say, but mm-hmm. I disguise everything in a joke form. Like, I won't say anything offensive unless I really think it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just out there spouting shit. Like, that's not something I do. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure. Just like when, uh, like you said about you tell stories, right? Well, there's still, it still has to be funny. I think it still has to be, mm-hmm. like, people can tell stories with jokes, but it's better to tell a story with your jokes, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's how that's how real comedy should be, in my opinion. Like, that's how I'm trying to be. I'm trying to make sure that it's fucking funny. Like, it has to be funny overall. I'm like, yeah, it can be interesting and all that, but I, me, personally, I want it to be funny. Like, mm-hmm. it has to be. If I'm not getting those laughs, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thriving in any way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's people out there that just say shit just to piss people off like the PC what they consider the PC yeah. people or whatever <clears throat> but 
Like, I mean, do you go out saying stuff to intentionally make these people mad? No, I don't say stuff to intentionally get people mad. Um, I do, like, I have a Trump bit, but I try to, I don't really discuss his policies, but I just, like, I discuss how, um, just how wacky of a situation it is yeah. to have him as president. So I, I really don't cross that line of being offensive towards people who support Trump or towards people who don't, like, who don't want him as president. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And, um, like, I, I talk about the building a wall aspect, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't really say, like, how he shouldn't do it or how it's fucked up that he's doing it. I stay away from that. <clears throat> and, uh, but, like, I try to, you know, I try not to get on either side, but I just try to point out how it's, it's a funny situation. Or, like, try to make a funny situation. Yeah, the fact that. that he's president and all this weird shit that's going on. And- mm-hmm. <clears throat> all this PC stuff, all these people coming out and like getting all these comics in trouble and all this for some shit that they said years ago or whatever. Yeah. That kind of sucks. You like know, the SNL the, thing that happened with yeah, that guy? Yeah, the SNL guy came out. And, uh, but sometimes these motherfuckers are saying some shit that you're like, damn. I don't know if I don't want to work with a guy like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. In his case, I don't really know exactly what happened. He said like chink or something online, right? Or something like that. <laughs> Isn't that what he said? <laughs> I don't know. But I, that word always makes me laugh. But it was like I a think podcast. So. It was I like think a podcast. So, he I, said something like that. I don't know. But I think he was... Wasn't he like talking to like third person though? Like talking about somebody else who said that? Yeah, or or like a bit or something like that? Was he? I, 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 I think I so. I think I don't think he was directly saying it, but... I didn't care enough. Like, excuse me. SNL's never really booked anybody or had any like... Mexican American guys on there. I mean, I know they had like Horatio Sands and mm. Fred Armisen, but like, I just never. The representation of Latinos, the way I I'd like to see it, has never been there. So why should I care? Uh, yeah, like they never showed us love, so I'm not gonna. It's not something I'm going out of my way to be like, oh, this is this man. Like, yeah, and as far as like, <clears throat> as far as like for me, like, it'd be nice to be in that situation, do this now, but but like as being a comic it kind of like be the opposite of why I became a comic because I, I want to be a comic so that I'm more free to just, to just spout stuff, my ideas, my opinions yeah, yeah. and make it funny. <clears throat> With SNL, I feel like you can't really do that because you're, you're under the public eye, you're on TV, uh, people are always shouting down your ideas, whether or not you want to do it. You're stressed about whether or not you're even to get to do yeah. your stuff. So That goes back to that construct of Mm-hmm. You had it, it limits you creatively. Yeah, uh, and <clears throat> but that's not, it. Doesn't have to be like that anymore. That's why there's people that are out here doing their own shit. Like they either like they, like what you're doing. This is cool that you got a podcast, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you're giving yourself your own audience. You know mm-hmm. everybody can have their own audience. Is what, what what's cool about the internet, and uh, it doesn't have to be that like that no more. You know, we can do whatever the fuck we want to do. Yeah, and say whatever we want to say. <clears throat> Man, not to say that there's not gonna be you know, any repercussions to that shit, but people still go to Trump rallies, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, fucking yeah, a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's people that are going to follow somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm saying that you're in that. I, I don't know, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen your stand-up, but as long as you're not out there fucking saying some crazy shit, you, yeah, you'll probably... Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really say anything too crazy like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm more 
situational funny, like, I find certain situations, but... Yeah. <clears throat> like, no, I haven't made a bit out of it, but I was thinking about doing it, but, like, this chick was, uh, I was at Hot Topic, and I was buying something, and she asked me if I wanted to donate money for the, um, the Breast Cancer Association. Uh-huh. But, like, she just didn't ask me if I wanted to donate money for the Breast Cancer said, do you want to donate money to the Breast Cancer Association? None of this money goes to, to corporate, blah, blah, blah. None of this money goes to blah, blah, blah. And she, like, had this whole spiel, and I was like, uh, <clears throat> I was like, no. I was like, I prefer my money to go to rich Mexicans. Because <laughs> she was like, she was like, it doesn't go to rich white people. And I was oh, just, shit. yeah, I know, man. It's fucking, I know my hot topic. I'm like, uh, I was just fucking with her. Like, no, nah, I just prefer to go to rich Mexicans. She's like, well, it doesn't go to anybody rich. And I was just like, well, then I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> but then she starts, like, telling me, like, you don't want to donate anything? And I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm fine. And she's like, was she walking around with a cup or what? No, it was the fucking cashier. Oh, okay. It was the cashier. So she kind of held me hostage there yeah. because I was trying to pay for my product. And she was just giving me this whole little spew. And I was like, you know, uh, like, I'm fine. I, I don't want to donate anything. Just let me. Let me. She's yeah. like, you don't care about women? <clears throat> I was like, you don't care about yeah. women's breasts? And I was Trying like, well, I'll... You. Yeah, and I was just like, I... that's when I was like, you know, oh, I was like, fine. Like, no. <clears throat> I was like, I don't care about women's breasts when they're in my face. <laughs> and... <laughs> it's because she brought it out of me. She brought yeah, a little yeah, hostility yeah, yeah, out of yeah. me. So I was like, you want to play some games? Let's play some games then. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, <clears throat> like, I wasn't trying to be offensive, and I'm not trying to say anything, you know, be mis- misogynistic or anything like that. I just, you know, I, for one, I don't like donations because, no, you don't know where that money's going. Yeah. <clears throat> and she can say all the things she wants, but she doesn't know what's going on with that money. <clears throat> I like, um, so donating money, and, and like, she, and she asked me before, what did she say? She said something about, um, oh, no, I told her, I was like, look, I, like, I don't like donation, donating to these things. Like, I, I have no problem giving a, a bum outside a dollar, uh-huh. you know. She said, well, he's just going to use it on drugs. I was like, well, I don't care what he uses it on, and I don't donate for to make myself feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get the money, what do you care what they do with it? Yeah, you know I don't care saying? what they do with it. For for all I know, they're using, they're trying to save up enough money to buy enough heroin to where they fucking overdose and die. Yeah, exactly. And that's helping the homeless population. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, I could think of it like that. Population little, control. Yeah, it'd be a little bit, a, a little bit morbid, but I mean, <clears throat> it's not up to me what yeah. they do with the money. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't like that shit when they try to guilt you into some stuff. Especially if I ain't got no money. That's what, that's what got me into it. Yeah. Like, you ain't got a fucking dollar to give? Yeah, man. They try like, to... no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got to be Yeah, they make me feel like I'm, like I'm a poor... Like I'm, yeah. yeah, like, I, like I'm a uh, uh, worthless. I don't have that much money. Yeah, one dollar donation. Yeah, because she's trying to like it's only, she's like, it's only a dollar. Like, it's only like, I forget how much it was. But she was like, you can't afford that. And I was like, look, I, I work really hard for my money. And like, and you know, I'm sweating my ass off in a warehouse for this money. I'll yeah. try to keep as much of it as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if it's like a, a certain cause or something, I, I'll donate or whatever uh, mm-hmm. if I have to. But like the fire truck people, mm-hmm. like you know how they. Oh yeah, the yeah. Boots, the I always give bad. money to those people. Yeah, that's not anything bad. Why not? Well, like, motherfuckers fight fires. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, ah, but the, just uh, the way she came at it was so aggressive, and I was yeah. just like, even if she, even if I wanted to donate money, um, if I didn't have a problem donating money to that to that association, just the way she came at me about it, like so strong, like none of this money goes to this, none of money, like, 
like, well, what what makes you think that you you know you know everything? Like, yeah. do you run this thing? I think I think <laughs> what's happening a lot, and that's I guess kind of what PC culture is, whatever, mm-hmm. is people want to take sides and they don't. They can't get it through their head that other people don't think like that, mm-hmm. or that other people don't think like they think like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're like, even though they think of it like uh, none of this is going to corporate rich people, whatever. They want you to assume they assume that you think the exact same way, and if you don't, then it's almost like they're demonizing you type thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and uh, that that seems to be a lot of the problem. That's what happened to a lot of these people with comedy. You know what I'm saying? One person says one thing offensive out of context, and then. They believe this thing so much that they're gonna go after you and fuck up your whole life just because of that. You know, mm. it's a sad thing, but can't control what people think. <laughs> I mean, no. that's not something we can do. Not yet, <clears throat> not yet at least. Um, I feel, and I've heard some other comments say this, but I feel like um, because of how far the PC culture went, now like it's starting to turn around. Like now, people are starting to be like, oh, okay, we. People wanted it to be PC, and now like we're to a part a level where it's so PC, it's like you know what? It's trying to trying to bring it back. You know, just pull that back. Just start saying little more wild, outlandish things. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like. Um, well, I mean, Chappelle put out that bit where he's doing China, Chinese voice or whatever. Do you see the new one? Mm-hmm. The new the, Chappelle the special. What what part was that? Yeah, he was just doing or just saying. Uh, shit that's not popular, you know what I'm saying? That's like, the one where he talked about the, uh, the LGBTQ the LGBT, being a the car. Letters, the letters people uh-huh. and all He that. left out the queers, though. He never mentioned about the queers. Uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Uh, I never heard him say anything yeah. about the, Q, the Qs, <laughs> the LGBTQs. Nah, yeah, because he said that then the Qs come along and the dude like looks in the car, he's all like... Uh, oh, he did say something? Maybe I don't know what's part. going on in here. All I know is that I want to be in there. Some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <coughs> you know that Chappelle Why one that he does. That part? Yeah, That's, yeah, I know. Like it I wasn't mean, necessarily like super funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't laugh like a whole lot, but I thought it was really good. I just thought it was. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen the Bill Burr one though, the paper, the Tiger paper Tiger one. Yeah, I still haven't watched. I like it. that one. But yeah, I've been meaning to get around to it. Uh, but, but I think it. Things are funny. They're funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's what I see. It, it's the people that aren't funny that are <coughs> fucking up for everybody else. I heard a comment to another female comic, like who was talking about like she had some pussy jokes, some some jokes about her and your pussy. Uh-huh. And the comic was telling her like, you know, try to stay away from talking about your pussy. You don't want to be that girl known as the pussy comic. And I didn't agree with that because I was like, well, <clears throat> if it's funny, it shouldn't matter what she's joking about. Yeah, and look, and, and there's so many comics, female comics, who 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 were able to become great comics because they made funny jokes, of, even if it was about their pussy. Like, uh, um, uh, what's that chick, uh, Lampalini? Oh yeah, Lisa Lampalini. Lisa Lampalini. You know, she's tons of pussy jokes. Uh, same thing with um, <clears throat> Sarah Silverman, pussy jokes. But they made it hilarious. So when I see somebody <clears throat> telling somebody else not to like do a certain thing because they don't want to be looked at that person. <clears throat> but if it's funny, why not do it? Yeah, I think it has to be funny and disguised really well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's also I think you got to be a level. You have to have a certain level of intelligence to write a really good, dirty bit. Like, like Lisa Lampanelli. I think she was like a Ivy League school graduate. Like, I think so. She's a really smart person. You know what I'm saying? She might come off as this crass person, but she's basically a genius. You know, in a way, you know, and she's. Use it, applying that to comedy, 
So what happens with that, I think, is a lot of people see, like, somebody like Bill Burr or Dave Chappelle saying all this stuff, right? And they're going after PC culture, and it creates a bunch of hacks that try to do the same shit, but they're not funny. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know what, like, a pan, you know what Pantone color is? <clears throat> like, it's when, uh, I don't even know if I'm using it the right way, but it's like, I guess, like, some fashion people, they say, ah, oh, the color of the season is going to be this color, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd say it's, like, purple. And then <coughs> all these other people are going to base all their fashion for that season or whatever based off this color, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that goes, like, from, like, polo to like all the way to stuff you buy at Walmart type thing you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like it's levels to it and to me that's like what comedy is like when Dave Chappelle is the Pantone color and everybody else is gonna try to mock that type of shit mm-hmm. down to the fucking open mic level <laughs> you know what I'm saying and uh, that's just what happens that's that's how influential people are mm-hmm. and uh, people think that they can do that and it's not not the case and those mm-hmm. are the people that are out there complaining about these other people oh I can't say this because this person or whatever it's like no you can't say it because you're not as good as that person you know what I'm saying <clears throat> mm-hmm. but that's just how it is I don't do- joke about really controversial stuff because I don't think I'm that good of a comic to do it just yet you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I think you have to be you have to know how good you are I think to an extent at least like I just like there's bits that I- I'm barely doing now because I've gotten that confidence that I didn't have three years ago when I thought of it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like oh, you said, okay, like you said, the me. thing about the, the you want to open up and you want to be silly. I'm sure you can do that. You can be that person, but you just don't have that confidence yet. And you don't mm-hmm. get that. You can't rush that. You can, and you can look like an idiot maybe, <laughs> and you can do it. And to me, honestly, those are some of my favorite people that go out and do it, go all out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And they'll keep failing, they'll keep failing, they'll keep failing at that thing that they want to be, but then eventually they'll start getting good at it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that I didn't do when I started because I was I had that fear that I was going to look like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, fuck it. I, like, when I do the open mics, I make sure I'm just trying to do something new and that I don't look like an idiot or, you know what I mean? Like, I'm always trying to try something different, even if I don't get the laughs. Like, I used to fear the silence. Now I'm just like... All right, cool. I didn't get a laugh there. Maybe I can tweak it for the next time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, but that's what I'm working on, like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, I think that that's that's. Uh, I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <yeah. laughs> kind of. I, I know what you mean. Though, like, like uh, I saw you girl walking. And I was like, oh shit! Like, I forgot she was here. Like doing. Uh, but when you say like you do a joke and it doesn't get any laughs, I'm like, okay. But then you have like, uh, you have that's like plan A, and then you have a plan B, which is the same joke, but you just change it a little bit. And okay, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, I kind of, I totally can see that. Like, how you look, if you, if you think that you are this silly person, you want to do that, I would suggest just do it, man. Mm-hmm. Especially at the level, if you're not open and all that, try to be as 100% you as possible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, don't get delusional. You know no, what I mean? No. Yeah. Make sure that you're actually trying to do something and work something out of it. Be good at what you want to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Take pride in your shit. A lot of people go out there and it's just like, ah. It's like they don't care. And they get into the scene with other open micers and they don't care either. So now y'all are a bunch of motherfuckers that don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they get caught up in it. Nah, you got to focus on you. Mm-hmm. Man. That's what one person I worked with uh, as a headliner at Hyenas in Plano a couple years ago. 
And he told me, he's like, dude, whatever you do, just focus on, make sure it's you, the end goal is you. Like, don't be trying to be this person that opens for people or tours with people. Be you, be that person, and that should be your focus at all times. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm trying to do, to get to that point. It takes a while, though. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I'm a I'm a fucking slow learner, so I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna take that full fifteen years to finally learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifteen years. Like, finally <laughs> opening that hyenas. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm gonna continue doing it. I I told myself a long time ago when I first started doing comedy, I was like, I'm not doing like I said, I'm not doing it to become famous. So, uh, I'm gonna do it for the rest of my life because why not? Because I really yeah. enjoy it. It's not even if I don't ever become anything out of it. <laughs> once you stop like, once you don't like doing it anymore, then yeah, you mm-hmm. should stop. But that's that's a good mentality to have that you just want to go into it yeah, to I do just, it right. Just not to, just not to do it. Money. Uh, I been doing it long enough to where I'm like, damn, I, I need the money. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I this is what I want to do, but yeah. I do still need to pay bills. And I do still need to do that. So, but there's also that side of comedy. There's a business side to it because it still is a business. Yeah. And I got to make sure that I'm... Uh... Now, that's one thing I do want to do. I want to travel and do comedy mm-hmm. in different parts of the States. I've, I've done comedy in Denver before. And it was so much fun. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I, that's what I want to do. I, I do want to travel and do comedy. So um, I don't want to stay, you know stay here and just keep doing mics here um, so I guess that's one of my dreams to just just tour I, mean, just tour. Just I want to tour and rotate I want to tour and do comedy throughout the United States yeah <clears throat> it's possible now for anybody to make a following mm-hmm. especially with the internet and you know people are going to want to come out and see you in just random places like a guy, there's a guy I work with now and uh, he has a, a big following online but he knows how to to get those people to come out to shows, you know. Mm-hmm. He sold out seven shows at the Improv, and he's not, like, stupid famous. Mm-hmm. He just understands that if people are following you, you got to take care of them. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that, like, they're, uh, they're going to keep coming back kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, he's making sure that he puts on a good show every time. Mm-hmm. He's working, actually working at his craft and making sure that the product is good. And that is kind of the secret. You're the product, and you got to make sure that that's just, you know what I'm saying? That's pure, you know? Yeah. Uncut. Yeah. I'm supposed to have a meeting with, uh, you know, Flo, Flo Hernandez? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm supposed to have a meeting with him. <clears throat> and he's going to come, and he's going to check out the, the area, because he wants to do his own podcast. But he doesn't... Um, he, he doesn't know how to get started. Like he doesn't know <coughs> the what equipment to get. I did a podcast with Flo years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to, like he doesn't. I because he was asking me about like what kind of computer, and I was like, well, I mean, I had the computer built for the podcast. I bought the cameras. I started with the, you know, the podcast streaming where I use. Um, and he was like, I kind of don't want to do all that. Like, can we? Can I start in the middle? <laughs> and I was like. I was like, okay, uh, so I, I kept, I, we had, we talked for a little bit, I was like, so what you want to do is, I was like, you want to have everything kind of like a, a setup already and just use it? And he was like, yeah, I was like, like so do you want me to rent out you my area? Because I can do that if you want. He's like, yeah, can we do that? So I was like, yeah, there's no problem, I have, I have yeah, no yeah. problem doing that. Like, well, 
<clears throat> so we're gonna get together and he's gonna come look at it and if he likes the setup um or yeah, if you got a nice it, setup here man yeah thank you it's, it's cool I Thanks. like, the, I like um, the vibe in here there's a few add-ons I need to do like I need um, I'm gonna have a projector put right here probably on that beam uh-huh. and the projector is gonna be right here it's gonna come down on that and play videos and shit <clears throat> yeah kinda I'm gonna move That's that screen to over here to where um when I have somebody like my producer Lana can look up stuff it'll show up on there so it won't really be on camera, but it'll be where we can see. And you can hear it online, mm-hmm. or people can hear it. That's cool. Yeah, so if we need to. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and then he said, like, he said that if he wants me to help him with uh, running the show, and I have no problem doing that at all, of course. Well, no, why wouldn't I? It's an opportunity. And then he said he wants to do it to where he eventually takes the podcast and travels and does a show, like a podcast show, kind of like the Kill Tony. <clears throat> like he'll do a podcast show and then have the weekend show um, to do. So he was like, you know, how's your comedy? And I was like, you know, pretty good. I get some. I my showcase, I get pretty good laughs. And if I can make the room of two hundred people laugh yeah. every night, then <clears throat> fuck yeah. So so hopefully everything goes good and, and hopefully work something out. Uh, that'll be a great experience right there. Yeah, that'll be amazing. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you got to make sure that the podcast is doing good. And mm-hmm. Well, he, he said yeah. he has a lot of followers already who are waiting for him to start the podcast. So, oh, okay. <coughs> so I, said, I did a podcast with him years ago. What was that about? Like, I don't even remember. <laughs> you don't remember? Used to do some stupid racist shit on there. <coughs> was it, uh, um, what podcast was it? Do you know? It's called the Clark Hernandez Podcast. It's like when I started. Yeah. Like a couple years in. So he's yeah. already kind of done one. Yeah, he did one for a while, I think. What was it? Was it in his house? Room? We did Studio? it at Deep Ellum on Air. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that, I'm sure that's still on, right? Deep Ellum on Air? Maybe. He did tell me something about a, a radio station that was... Um, this this was like him out with something. three or four years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Flo was one of the first people to take me on the road. I got to do shows with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I did a lot of shows with him back in the day. Yeah. Mm. That's like a, a rite of passage for all Mexican comics in Dallas. Because <laughs> like even Nick did. Uh, Nick used to go on the rubber flow. Yeah? Yeah. How long has Flo been doing comedy for? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. 15, 10, 15 years? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. I hadn't seen him in a while. Talked to him in a while. Yeah. Yeah, last time, he, to. last time he called me, he was putting his kids in the bath, I guess, or something. Oh, he's like, he, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like something, something for me to put... Uh, Put uh, put you in the bath or something like that, and I was like, "Sure, you can wash my back." Oh, <laughs> he was like, "No, no, not you." I was like, oh, "Okay, I thought we were just going along with it." That's weird because he doesn't have kids. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm just <laughs> yeah no, I think he does. Actually, I think when I worked with him, he had just had a kid. Yeah. Actually, I did a show with Flo. We went down to Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. and we stayed in his dad's house. So I got to meet his dad and everything. That was real cool, dude. Yeah. He went to school here at UTA and shit. And oh, he was okay. just telling me all this stuff about like Chicano literature and all this other cool stuff. He's a <laughs> yeah. real nice guy. Uh, but that's cool, man. Mm-hmm. If y'all can make it work, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'll do my best to, to see what I can help him out with it. I mean, I have, I have the cameras. I have my mic. Um, <clears throat> I have individual. I have one individual mic where like it's meant for one person. Yeah. But I don't use it because... 
uh, this might catch into everything. And oh, with, this does? Yeah. Oh, I've been laying this cup right here. <laughs> it's it's right. No, it still catches everything. That's so, no problem. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No, I like the setup you got. And I, I forgot that we were... The cameras are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so, grab my nuts and shit. Did so, you forget? Like, no. Nah, man, I just woke up and then uh-huh. I went to go get breakfast. And I, came, I drank a lot of whiskey last night. Mm-hmm. Man, I think it's just, I'm feeling groggy as fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, shit, we almost got two hours. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, what man. What time is it? <clears throat> about to be four. Yeah, I gotta go get ready for the show. No yeah, problem. man, come out. If people are watching right now, two shows, 8 p.m. and 10.30. Yeah? What, um, any other shows that you want to plug real quick or something uh, that you got? Thursday, I'm going to be headlining in Oak Cliff at the Sunset Grab, I think. It used to be the old patio bar. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with Alpha Jefferson. And then, uh. November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'm going to be working with Chingo Bling at the Hyenas of Fort Worth. Uh-huh. And then uh, I'm in Little Rock. Oh, I'm going to stop by for that one on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing that. I, I'm actually doing that Red Room. You know Daniel Gill? You know Daniel Gill? Mikey B? I know Mikey B. <clears throat> We're doing a show actually in the Red Room while uh-huh. the main show's going on. So I'm doing both shows. So you probably come through and I'm sure they'll give you a guest spot. Cool. Uh, Where's it going to be at? At the hyenas red room, yeah, the hyenas red room. So I'll be there then, and then in uh, on a Thursday or on, on a Saturday, Saturday, on a Saturday, I think is the uh, the red room show. Yeah. I'm there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, no, no, I'm not there Thursday. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So I don't know what they got going on Thursday. I know the open mic is on Thursday. I'll, I'll be there so. Saturday. I'll come yeah, Saturday, and uh, I'm sure we can get you a spot on that red room show. That'd be uh, awesome. Figure <laughs> something out, we do a mm-hmm. spot. And then I'm headlining the Dallas Comedy House November 22nd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool. Who you headlining? Uh, well, you're headlining. So, who, yeah. who, uh, who's your um, your feature in? Man, I don't know. They book all they, that. They book all that? Yeah, yeah, they book all that. So, okay. Uh, if I do some other stuff, I'll hit you up, man. Come to you, do a spot. For sure, man. For sure. Yeah, yeah. You got, just, my, you got my number and everything. So, I'm, I'm never going to say no. To, to doing a spot. Like, yeah, yeah. like hey. Especially as a small pop. <clears throat> yeah, I'm never going to say no. That's one thing I told myself. Never say no to when a person gives me an opportunity to be on stage. Yeah. How many minutes you got? How much time do you have? Um, I've got, I know I've got 10 minutes. I'm probably, I could stretch out 15. Yeah. <clears throat> but I have, uh, like, legitimate bits that I know off the top of my head. I have probably about, I'm about between eight, like six or seven, and each one of them is anywhere from like two to three minutes. I can, you know, two to three minutes. Yeah, so yeah. I got pretty nice time. Yeah, because it's, it's important. Like if you just do mics, mm-hmm. it's good to get in front of actual crowds that aren't yeah. comics or whatever. Yeah, it's way different. And I like I the 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 mic I told you I did in Denver. I got yeah. fifteen minutes, <clears throat> and um, and when I was doing it over there. Because I knew that these audience had never seen anything that I ever did. Uh-huh. I was able to just go through my, my bits, no problem. That's good. Uh, yeah, a, yeah. a little bit of like banner in between, you know, a little crowd work. Yeah, that little experience helps. But a lot. It, was, it was so, like, the relief though, like, I, <coughs> I there was no pressure about worrying about what I'm going to talk about, mm-hmm. who's already seen what. Yeah. None of that, all that was gone. So I just go up there, just do my thing, and I had a great time. Yeah, I, I forget now. I think about it like a year, two years in. You really should try to be focusing on trying to get those bits that you already know are kind of funny mm-hmm. and try to shape those into something really good. Mm-hmm. 
Do you ever do the Dallas Comedy House open mic? I haven't. Um, <clears throat> mainly because I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to sign up for them. Oh, yeah. I know you their email. Yeah, or the, there's like a website you sign up on. But that's a good mic because it's people that are just there. Like, it's not necessarily all comics. Like, they have pretty, like, decent crowds. Just like yeah. Wednesday Night Hyenas. Uh-huh. This past Wednesday was pretty good. But, like, you know, uh, I don't know what time you go up or whatever. Oh, at the Dallas one? Yeah. Usually I go up, like, third block. Third oh, block. okay. And then sometimes you'll get some good crowds. Cause yeah. Depending on the night, Wednesday nights get some good crowds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, try to get up in front of people that aren't always comics or people you know, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that because they're going to help you out and everything, but mm-hmm. sometimes you have to get that experience of, yeah, you know, get different crowds and shit like that. All right, well, I'll let you go. We'll end with that. Uh, All right. Thanks, yeah. Luis, and, uh, yeah, man. for coming on, man. Definitely, uh, bro. Uh, that was super great fun, man. Yeah, yeah, I lost track of time. All right, man. goodbye, everybody, and we'll see y'all later.